Hi, everyone. My name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two new Cambridge City Councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. <laughs> We're not new anymore, and in fact, we actually are now the mayor and vice mayor of Cambridge. What? Crazy. Crazy. Like, how? How? <laughs> Not just kidding. I mean, yeah. We need to figure out a new intro, though. So next week, everyone, we will have something new. And if you have any great ideas, please, please. shoot them at us. Yes, please. Because we are out of ideas. We don't know. Yeah, so the big thing that happened this week. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Welcome yeah, back. Um, so on Monday, the new city council was inaugurated. And we welcomed two new members, Jeevan, rhymes with Stephen, everyone, Sabrina Wheeler, and Patty Nolan. It was uh, a really nice ceremony, and thanks to Congresswoman Clark, Catherine Clark, for delivering the keynote address. My favorite part of her speech was she said, there's no place more dangerous than the local grocery store when you are serving as a local elected official. So funny. I think I laughed really hard and loud. I heard. (laughs) It was so true. (laughs) So Uh, true. So true. So after the keynote address, we were all sworn in. And my son was like, that was so many times. Oh, I know. He was like, seriously, 11 times. It was... We need to figure out how to process that, speed that up. <laughs> we all get up there together or something. I think we need to. Uh, so the only business that happens at the meeting is the election of a mayor and the vice mayor. And then members vote out loud for who they would like for mayor and vice mayor. So it was, I, it's all surreal. It's so surreal. I, It happened and it was over and I was up there and I gave my speech. And then it was just, I, you know, I, I don't have words to explain the feeling. Well, all of a sudden, the chamber got very bright from the light from emanating from your mother. Mm. <laughs> she was like, ah, like she was so proud, beaming, yeah. beaming light out of her, yeah. uh, out of her face. So, so sweet. I so I cried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you were elected <laughs> and taking your oath. Honestly, I really loved your speech. Uh, it was all about how this job is about service. And um, I really, it resonated with me. And for a lot of people, I think a lot of people afterwards were like, I love how she called out every single council member and their particular um, issue that they focus on to really serve. And I, I don't know, I thought that was really so classy. Thank you. Thank you. So I was uh, up the night before and had like four or five friends just over and like we were like rehearsing the speech and like cutting it down i got some great friends i swear oh, to man. god there's so it was like 10 o'clock until night and i was like okay you guys should leave so we can buy get to inauguration so yeah it was a long day so monday night was a school committee inauguration as well which was held at the library and rachel rollins was the keynote speaker the district attorney for suffolk county yes and she was amazing she talked a lot about what her office has been doing to dismantle structural racism and bias in the criminal justice system. Uh, And in her speech, she referenced the Cambridge Public Schools website, where it says uh, that uh, we are committed to dismantling structures rooted in white privilege, to hearing and elevating underrepresented voices and recognizing and eliminating bias. So uh, the DA Rollins reminded us that the biggest deterrent against a life in the criminal justice education, it's criminal justice system is education. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she said, as the board who determines Cambridge Public school policy and budget, I assume and hope that you're committed to upholding that promise. Yeah, I really loved her speech and that reminder. First of all, she's so kick-ass. Amazing. Somehow she has like five-inch heels on every time I see her too. Right. I don't know how she does it. Um, But I think that was a really good reminder and a good way to kick off some tough work that uh, needs to be done in the district with guidance from the school committee. So um, only five members were sworn in on Monday night. So school committee member Emily Dexter, who was due to serve her third term, resigned in December amidst some criticism over her using the N-word. 
um, in a class uh, last January. So Dexter officially resigned on Monday, and now they're starting, the election commission is starting a recount um, to determine who will fill that last six spot. I think a lot of people were wondering if that, that sixth person was going to be sworn in Monday night. So yeah. there's a little bit of confusion around it. But um, I think the assumption is based on the rough math um, that it'll be David Weinstein, um, but we'll know soon. Whoever it is, I hope that they're able to be sworn in quickly and get to work with you and the rest of the committee. Absolutely. Um, also, side note, <laughs> again, about your mom. She shows up. Now, you and I are in the same outfits from the morning. Same outfits. She had a costume change. There was a second outfit for Monday night. It was just as fabulous as her Monday morning outfit. Nazreen. There's just like, also, there's like a beautiful photo of her taken walking in with you on Monday morning. She's just like the star of the show. She's, I mean, she's just the best. I'm so glad that, um, you know, she... She's just the best. I'm so, so lucky to have amazing parents, and she's phenomenal. I love her she with must everything. She must just be over the moon telling everybody. Oh, I loved the part about your speech where you were like, my mom still works um, yeah, she's at the store, popular. and she's very popular. <laughs> the most popular. <laughs> uh, so speaking of the school committee, on Tuesday, I, I chaired my first school committee meeting, which was short, and in, uh, so it was about an hour long. I was very nervous. Oh, I'm sure you did But fine. I got through it. Uh, so most of the meeting was a presentation by the school department about the budget process and how this year it will be more dynamic and have more input uh, than in years past. And some uh, we also shared some important dates. Uh, so there's actually a budget retreat on January 16th at 6 that I'm encouraging people to attend, especially city councilors who expressed concern during the final budget vote last year. Uh, I did a communication that oh, uh, discusses uh, the fact that I'd love our, the, you know, the city council to be involved uh, earlier on and attend these meetings. Yeah, I think um, last year it was, it, it, you know, in years prior, you just get to May and you're like, oh, I guess we're voting or not voting on this and you don't get a lot of input or kind of explanation of why things happen the way they happen. So I think that's a good idea to get everybody involved earlier. And I think the budget retreat is the first is a really great place to start. Um, I watched the meeting. I thought you did great. Um, but it did seem fr- like from listening to Claire Spinner, who's the CFO of the school department that on Tuesday, that they're eager to avoid a repeat of last year. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, understanding that there's also a real desire in the community to address the equity issues, both in academic outcomes for our student. Last year, there were some troubling statistics in the eighth grade math area at Putnam Ave um, Upper School, but also to address the racial issues that were really brought into head, um, brought to a head in December, you know, in that school committee meeting of the last school committee meeting of the year or the second to last that was very long with the public comment which kind of caused emily dexter to step down yeah so there is a lot of important work that needs to be done i'm excited to work on it yeah um so while you were doing that i had i actually attended a community meeting about the public art piece that the city is working on to celebrate and commemorate the centennial of the passage of the 19th amendment Um, which uh, the 19th Amendment gave the right to some women, white women, uh, the right to vote. So for those of you who haven't been following this, in 2018, the four female city councilors, you, me, um, Councilor Simmons, and then Vice Mayor Devereaux, asked the city to fund a a public art piece uh, for the centennial after being approached by an eighth grader, Sophia Bernstein, who lamented the lack of public art um, of women in Cambridge and that the centennial was the perfect way to start to redress that issue. Uh, since then, the city has committed $300,000 for the public art piece, and a 10-person committee was formed to shepherd the process through. A uh, site has been selected. I think we talked about this 
in December, um, they finally decided on the Cambridge Common. And four artists have been selected to submit their concept and ideas. And um, we'll have a public meeting with the community next month on February 12th. So artwork proposals are due by the, all four of those artists on April 13th. And then the community will be able to provide feedback. So they're going to have sites out in the community um, that they'll be uh, talking to residents and residents will be able to review the ideas. Um, the meeting Tuesday night was really to gather community and ask questions like what stories should this artwork tell? How can Cambridge speak to, to the importance of voting rights, et cetera? The discussion was really good. Um, and there was, you know, there weren't a lot of people there, but the, the conversation that happened was really rich. Um, and I'm so impressed by the committee and how thoughtful they're being. This is a, as we've talked about many times, this is a really complex issue. And I think in 2020, there are going to be a lot of conversations about the 19th Amendment. It's important. It's going to be important for us to be having the conversations about what they were saying uh, Tuesday night is the long 19th Amendment, which means that we still have a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of work ahead of us in terms of, of voting rights um, and making sure we're not whitewashing um, this celebration and commemoration. Because we've seen other examples of how when public art celebrates suffragists that only tells the sort of Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Susan B. Anthony type story, it's not very well received. And I'm looking at you, New York City. <laughs> um, and then it causes, rightfully so, a significant backlash. So I'm looking forward to the rest of this process. And a huge shout out to Jennifer Matthews and the city manager's office for leading this process. She kind of stepped in um, and is just yeah. doing a, a really great job um, shepherding this project through. So Absolutely. love her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are longtime listeners, we both went to New York uh, and talked to a bunch of people uh, on this issue. And uh, so I'm really excited to how it's come forward. Yeah. I actually just was emailing with uh, Valerie Paley mm -hmm. at yeah. the New York Historical Society Museum um, about they have a they have a a film actually that's still running about the suffragists that we didn't we get to, to see. see. I remember that. Um, it was closed yeah. for a corporate event, stupid capitalism. Um, but it is still running in case you're in New York City. Definitely stop by and see it. It looked so good. The trailer looked so good. Yeah. So what else? Uh, Wednesday? What's yeah, today? What Friday? Friday, thank God. TG. Yeah, yeah you, there were so many events this week. Yeah, and actually it's so nice because there's no committee hearings I know, yet. I know. Um, so it's been nice to um, be able to have that opportunity to go out. Uh, so Wednesday night, the Central Square Business Improvement District hosted the first of its 2020 visioning at 8 Essex Street, which is a vacant retail space in the new building on Essex Street, which has housing up above. Um, but it's currently an artist gallery and studio space because they haven't found um, a tenant yet. So the plan... Um, is for the bid to help program that space as an art space yep. uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Pop Central is still open on Mass Ave as a pop-up vintage store. But the visioning was really around how to create more arts and culture opportunities and events in the square, how the bid can help connect the vulnerable population to the business community for better partnership, and how to make Central more sustainable from um, bike infrastructure to reducing single-use plastic in the restaurants and events and more. So over 40 people gathered and shared their ideas, and there were some really good ones. So I'm, I'm looking forward to helping implement those. Yeah, I'm excited to it hear. It was a really fun event. Yeah, it looked really fun. I'm excited. Like to hear good fun people and i have to say you know as somebody who goes to these events you know like city events mm -hmm. i didn't recognize more than two people out of the 40 great. which was really great so like you got to hear a lot of really interesting um That's awesome points of view yeah and the group looked great i saw your picture so mm -hmm. i'm excited to hear about the generating where these ideas go um okay and then <laughs> yesterday last night yeah I went to a comedy for a cause. Yeah. Which was held at Sonia. It was for the YWCA. Mm -hmm. And um, 
You know, I need to see more stand-up comedy. So good. These three women were so funny. All women of color. All really talking about um, race and struggle and a really funny, you know, using humor. Um, um, and it was for a great cause. For the, so the YWCA, uh, as you may or may not know, has uh, single room occupancies for women on Bishop Allen Drive. They also have a family shelter on Mass Ave. Yep. They do a girls-only leadership development program for eighth grade girls, which um, I think you're going to. We're both going to their event. We're both going to yeah. their event. Um, what's it, career day or? Career night. Career night, something. Yeah. Um, and then they have a, I didn't know this, but they had a, they have a martial arts class mm. for girls and women. So, um, it was really nice to go and support them while laughing my face off. And I hope they make it an annual event. You know, was it a good turnout? It was a good turnout. Good. Yeah. And it was mostly women. Ah. So it was like mostly women. Nice. Tons of your friends were there. I know. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Who went? Um, you know, of course I don't know anyone's name. Yeah. You're so bad with names. I'm so bad. Um, yeah. But I recognize Theo. Them. Theo was there. Yep. Yeah, she's the and board I chair. Yep. I didn't realize that, but I found that yes. out. Because <laughs> Manika um, stepped down. Um, I'm trying to remember. One of your friends really saved me from a, a challenging conversation. Oh, I'm so big, curious. Big shout out to that person. Yes, whoever they are. <laughs> Whomever you are. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that you were able to go. I really wanted to go um, to, to yesterday's event. I've been staying late at City Hall most nights. You're burning the midnight oil. Burning that oil, uh, trying to get organized, and uh, there's so much to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Uh, I mean, there's so much to do, but then you're being, like, interviewed by Bob Oaks of WBUR. I was like, oh, excuse me. They came to, well, Bob Oaks was sick, but they did come yesterday. I was to City Hall uh, briefly, and we did, like, a really quick uh, interview. I heard it. Did you hear it? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, it's so good. Oh, God. I was so, I was like, oh, you know, I, I didn't even, I, they didn't, they don't tell you questions in advance, and so. You did a great job. Thank you. Yeah. So I talked a little bit about the experience. I tweeted it already. <laughs> You're better than me. Um, I, yeah. So that I'm glad um, I could talk a little bit about the first few days uh, with them and kind of stuff I'm uh, excited to work on. Well, one of the things I asked you about was have you, what kind of um, hate on social media yeah. have you been experiencing? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some haters out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones I laughed out loud at, cause it was just so outrageous. It was some guy who was like, she's going to enact Sharia law, you know, like just, just outrageous things that people are saying. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's, it's the outpouring of love, as I said, has just been so tremendous. So yeah. it, does, it's, it's, not even getting, the, it's not mm-hmm. even getting to me. It, it really, I'm not going to let it. And also it just, I've, I don't look. I really don't look. What's the point? Well, I did see the Council on uh, American Islamic Relations, like the national one, mm-hmm. tweeted about you this morning. Yeah, they have fifty-two thousand. Oh wow! Twitter followers. Oh wow! Like, oh, she's big time now. Ooh, I better get back on Twitter. <laughs> um, I will do that soon, folks. Today, so, today. today. So we're heading to the Islamic Center of Bo- uh, Boston, the mosque in Cambridge, after this to join the Fajima, the weekly pri- fr- the Friday prayer, uh, and I'm going to speak briefly to the congregation about. You know, just being there for them. And uh, I'm so excited to introduce myself as the first Muslim mayor uh, in the state and also the first Muslim mayor of a major metro city in, a, in in the country. That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I saw um, the leadership at ISB at uh, the school committee meeting. Yeah. And they were, like, so excited. They're yeah. so excited. I wish they had been at the inauguration, but uh, it wasn't 
I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we're going. Yeah, we're going. We're going. Um, okay. So back to business. We have our first city council meeting on Monday night, and the agenda is not too terrible. Um, I Ooh. tweeted it last night. So a couple of the things that are on our um, councilors under van is proposing to extend the tree protection ordinance ordinance moratorium for removing large trees uh, until after the urban forest task force recommendations can be heard and implemented. I asked for a report on the meetings um, that I requested last budget season, um, asking that tourism, our economic development division of the community development department and the arts council meet pretty regularly yeah. to talk about how they can all support one another. They're calling it at the city. They're calling it the T mm. tourism, economic development and arts, which I really love. Yeah. <laughs> the T. Um, so I'm asking for a report back on the T and then um, there's also a report back on the summer food expansion and it's data from this past summer. Um, you had some, yeah. Some so things. I announced the city council committee assignments. Very exciting. People were on the edge of their seats. Yeah. It's no easy task. Uh, and it's <laughs> quite the balancing act. Uh, Alana, you've been, so tremendously helpful in making me not cry over this. So we have 11 committees and two are committees that consist of the entire council. Uh, that's finance and ordinance. And then the rest are committees uh, made up of five. And I, as the mayor, am the ex officio member. Uh, and so I was very happy to appoint you as chair of the Economic Development and University Relations Committee. I'm really excited about it. Yes, I yes. Have some work I really want to get done. Yes. And so... Um, you know that that that, and then I had the other communication about the, uh, the school schools. committee's uh, budget process. Yes, exactly. So, what else? So tonight, what are you doing tonight? I think I'm gonna die. Sleep? Just <laughs> I think I'm just gonna sleep. <laughs> we have a big weekend. I I, I know. So, what are you doing tonight? So tonight, I am going to the Black Women's Caucus dinner uh, oh, that's ooh. hosted by uh, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Who? Yeah, Ayanna Presley, little, and, and she's it's, she's in. There's going to be a lot of reps there. Who? Um, the list goes on. There's Barbara Lee's coming. Not Barbara no. Lee. I'm sorry. Um, I'm blanking. I got I'm really the, excited. I love Barbara Lee. Uh, so the anyway, it's anyway, the Black Caucus, and so people. yeah, and so that's in Boston tonight, and then. I am actually hosting a fireside chat on Sunday with uh, between Rep Presley and Rep Ilan Omar, who I've never met. Oh my god! So I'm going to Fangirl. She's going to be there tonight too. I think. Oh my god! So get your Fangirl out tonight. Yes. So that yes, Sunday yes. you can. Just I've got to cool. get a blowout. Be cool. Too. Yeah. I gotta, my hair was so nice on Looks inauguration. Cute. I need to do that Looks again. Really beautiful. Yeah. What else? So those and then there's a lot of other events. Right. Yeah. So tomorrow um, is the Center for Families Family Fun Day. So that's from 10 to 1.30 at the PBD School Gym on Ringe Avenue. So kids from birth to eight years old and their families are invited to join the Center Families for a fun morning of crafts, games and activities all about music and movement. Um, they're going to have, um, what did they say? Face painting, moon bouncers, book giveaway, tons of stuff. So it's it's there's no need to register. It's free. It's um, provided by the city. If you don't know about the Center for Families, it's an amazing drop-in location over at the PBD School. So definitely come. I am going around 11. I am going to go earlier okay. because I have something to do in the afternoon, hmm. which I will tell you about. Okay, great. Uh, so that's happening. And then uh, the Cambridge Public Library is... Proud to announce the January 2020 launch of the uh, of the Cambridge Public Li Library STEAM Academy. I've been wondering about this. Yes. Yeah, so in partnership with local nonprofit uh, organization Innovators for Purpose, uh, IFP for short. So educators, academics, and professionals agree that all young people should have access to educational experiences in science, technology, energy, engineering, arts, and math. STEAM. So this STEAM Academy will provide 
immersive summer and multi-week after-school courses open all Cambridge youth. Uh, and we the goal is to prioritize underserved communities. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this STEAM Academy rolls out. There's a lot of different um, programming that's an internship program that's coming up, a lot of free after-school programs for 7th and 8th graders that introduces the world of robotics using a humanities-first approach. Uh, that meets on Tuesdays, 3.30 to 5.45 p.m. Uh, that starts very soon, January 14th to May 5th. Uh, so there's a lot of other things that, uh, there's a lot of programming that the STEAM Academy is offering. Well, I look forward to that because um, my daughter does that science club for girls yeah. on Saturday mornings. She just loves it. Yeah, she it's great. It. It's great. So if you want to learn more, uh, please visit the library website. Okay. So also tomorrow is the annual Martin Luther King uh, Jr. food drive, the mayor's food drive. Who's the mayor again? <laughs> Me. <laughs> okay. I didn't know about this food drive. Your though. food drive is <laughs> My tomorrow. <food> <laughs> So um, we have a bag drop-off that's happening in West Cambridge, which is organized by the mayor's office, and many helping hands, um, coordinated by Nancy Tauber um, and Human Services, and the Cambridge Youth Council. So we still need some help from CRLS students who can help distribute the bags onto porches in West Cambridge tomorrow. So please email me, amallon at cambridgema.gov, if you or your high school would like to sign up. So West Cambridge residents, I'm looking at all of you. Keep an eye out for empty bags on your porch tomorrow. If you fill them up and leave them, uh, fill them up with uh, donated food, all non-perishable, leave them on your porch on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We will pick them up and distribute them to the food pantry network here in Cambridge. So we have 12 food pantries. Um, and last year, this food drive collected close to 400 bags of food. So it's actually a tremendous opportunity for the food pantries here who are always in need. Um, and it's it's super easy. Yeah, You got a bag on your porch. And they fill it up with food, and then we pick it up. I mean, what's what's easier? So we do still need kids for tomorrow, though. And I'll be driving. I'll be on driver. Yay. Yay. And it's supposed to be, actually, the weather's supposed to be nice. So I've nice. I've done this before. I've done this for the past six years. Yeah. <laughs> One year, it was like I 10 heard. degrees. Yeah. Woo. Well, thank God it's nice. Yeah. Uh, so one more thing. The the City of Cambridge uh, invites local artists to submit their work to the second annual vacant storefront creative design contacts uh, contests so i love this one same so, so good so the program designed by the cdd and cambridge arts aims to energize neighborhoods by filling empty storefronts with reproductions of locally made art so you have until february 7th uh and so you know definitely apply we always get a lot of uh applications or uh, submissions and five winners will be ch chosen through a jury process and then a public voting process, and each will be awarded a one-time honorarium of $1,000. So the winning designs will be available for Cambridge property owners to print and display in vacant ground for storefronts throughout the city. So I met one of the um, storefront artists on Wednesday night. They were, he, yeah. he was at the Visioning and actually is showing his work at um, that Essex studio space. Yes. Um, beautiful stuff like mm -hmm, i only mm -hmm. knew the one piece and then he has so many of the other ones and then i also another artist that deirdre tao yeah i actually was obsessed with hers and went to her studio and bought one of her pieces oh amazing yeah she says beautiful things so it's a really good opportunity if like if you want um people to know about your work yeah there are these artists that are just operating here in cambridge that are amazing 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 so submit your work people 
Um, okay, so the last thing we want to talk to you about is the Tobin School and Vassal Lane Upper School renovation project. Um, there was a community meeting last the end of last year um, where the community members had requested a second community meeting um, and asked that the architects kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit um, and come back. I know there was an abutters meeting. Um, so people that this live week, on yeah. Vassal and Alpine Street to kind of get their feedback. Um, and I, I'm not quite sure how that went because I didn't yeah. check in with the city, but I'm definitely planning on doing that. But if you are interested in going the to the um, meeting. to see the meeting, to the meeting, <laughs> to see the conceptual design options based on extensive feedback received, uh, including increasing the amount of open space, which I have talked about as being critical here on this podcast and in the city council chambers. So comments are still posted on the project page. The next community meeting will be held next Thursday, January 16th at 630 in the Tobin Auditorium, and that's at 197 Vassal Lane uh, in Cambridge. Great. Well, we thank you for listening to our first podcast. Of uh, season two. Of 2020. (laughs) Season two of Women Are Here. Uh, New decade. (laughs) New decade. New decade. New titles. New titles. But same and people inside. Same on the inside. Exactly. Well, anyways, thank you. Yes. Thank you for being here. If you want to follow us on Twitter, um, I'm at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm at S-U-M-B-U-L-S-I-D-D. So tweet at us. Let us know what you want to hear. If you have comments or feedbacks, share this podcast with your friend. Uh, we're aiming to keep everybody continue to be updated yes. and up, you know, informed on what's going on here in Cambridge, this place, this community that you love. So thank you. Thank you. We will see you next week. Bye. Have a good weekend.